What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, action figures, anime, cartoons, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker, Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What'd you pick up? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Jack, because I... I'm going to just get into it. I've been doing a whole lot of reading and watching, man. I picked up so many comic books. I went to the comic book store and I was like, why have I not jumped into this new milestone universe, right? Like jump into black superheroes. So I picked up the first four issues of Icon and Rocket, which is so freaking dope. Icon is kind of like milestone Superman and it's told in a very real and gritty way. And I picked up the first four issues of Static Shock, which is also dope fire 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 i finished reading through batman imposter the three issue arc chris you gotta read that that joint is dope i've been seeing it i might i might check it out i saw it on my on my, on my uh comicsology thing so i might i might see if i could grab it and read it and chris dope. is slipping dude i know he don't even yeah. read batman no more i don't know what's look, going on with this guy. look house takes up a lot of time man he I, just at least i'm not on boxes today so that's good what man Fair what enough. you got like a wife and kid in a new house you got responsibilities <laughs> got or something is that what you're trying to get at something like that jeez uh so that's the books I read. The night, yo, Young Justice, I jumped back into, which is sick. Chris, another one. You got to jump in, man. So I took your advice. I got past the first three episode Super Woke story arc. <laughs> <laughs> and then now I'm, I'm watching it. So Dude. hopefully we'll be able to talk about it soon. And but I'm, I, I love arc, Young Justice. It gets good. When, wait till you get to that Vandal Savage magic arc. Okay. That joint is sick, sick, sick. Okay. I watched The Harder They Fall, finally. Finally? Okay. Yo, that white town is white. I know it's so, so long. Finally, Shay and I and my wife sat down and watched it. And yo, who knew that like reggae just works in a Western, man? Ah, man, the music is just yo, even the dope. sand in White Town was white. I just started was white. I just started giggling. Like, There's no way when they go inside, it's going to be white. It's <laughs> all just white. Just brilliant. I just thought it was so funny. So Bass Reeves is real. Like, all those people are real, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Here's a fun fact. Baz Reeves was the first deputy, black, first black deputy marshal. And he is what the Lone Ranger was based off of. Dope. So while people get mad about turning Superman black, just know you did it first. <laughs> Rich, my hero academia. I've been catching up on that. Yo, I mean, you only what? How many seasons behind right now? No, I'm on the new. I'm on the latest. Stop that. Stop that. I just okay. saw Midoriya start his new power. All right. So All stop right. Whoa, that. whoa, whoa. Spoiler. <laughs> Man, if y'all ain't watching My Hero, what are you doing with your life? In the yeah, season three? six is in production right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Real talk, Midoriya, when he becomes in full power, he is going to be the most powerful person in like all entertainment. I'm talking Goku, I'm talking Superman, I'm talking about One Punch Man. This guy will be like the most dominant force in all entertainment. Rich, would you co-sign on that? I would we'll take One it. Punch Man out of that, but yeah, the rest. Dude, when he's at 100%, he will be One Punch Man. 
We've never even what? seen One Punch Man at 100%. Exactly. This kid that's, that's is like right. the strongest superhero in this world, and he only operates on 8% of power. So he's lazy. No, he's has it's to not lazy. Body up. Yeah. So you haven't watched. The thing is, he wasn't born with these powers. They were given to him, and they were given to him at a later age. So therefore, his body's not used to them. If he goes full power, he would destroy himself. And he already has like shattered limbs and stuff when he just does yeah. 12% of power. So what about you, Chris? What you been up to? So since Boba Fett came out, I've been watching a ton of Star Wars content. Not by choice, but a lot of Lego Star Wars content because the time <laughs> I get to watch TV is with, is with my son. So we've been watching all this, like the one or two season one shots on uh, Disney+. Plus. The Resistance, uh, Droids, Star Wars All-Stars. So it was pretty good. What they do is they take the main Star Wars story arcs and tell stories that were going on like alongside it. So it's, it's kind of cool. Um, what I do want to tell you guys is a little secret that I have. So we all want to be like Jack and have a million dollars worth of comics. Is that right? Yes. So, yep, yep, yep. Even Jack want to be like Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the secrets in Walmart at the checkout, they sell... They sell the four packs. The thing is, is that sometimes things fly under the radar and you get variants in the four packs. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, $6 for four comic books, but you check it out and sometimes you can score some cool comics. I got, remember the Batman Quarter of Owls? Yeah. So I bought it a year later. I have one signed by Scott Snyder and then I have when I saw it, it was right in front. And they had three of them, and I bought all three because at the time it was worth fifty bucks at the time, so I just bought all three right there. So I still have three of them sealed in the four pack. But yeah, gotta check it out and see maybe you might get it at the store. That Walmart grind. Make, make that guap. That guap. <laughs> Rich, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been watching uh, stuff. Um, just a lot of real weird stuff. Um, I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie last night. Which the original. Um, yeah, the original. Yeah. Oh original. wow. OG. Yeah. Um, wasn't bad. I mean, it doesn't hold up completely, but for the, for, the, for the times, like, the effects were, like, you know, they were good. Yeah. Considering that there was animatronics and whatnot, but, you know, I feel like now they can seamlessly put in a little CGI to make it Well, old. there were people in those suits. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the whole Jesse Jesse James fight with uh with Raphael was just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> going on? Anyway, I watched uh, Dogs in Space. Which is really is not comic book related or anything, but it was. <sighs> Does he give you dogs in space? It was stupid. It was. I'm being honest. With you. It was stupid. <laughs> right. I was sitting there looking at this. I'm like, I predicted this guy's gonna be just a bumbling idiot the whole time. Maybe he's gonna have like a shining light of coming to his senses. But for the most part, and I'm talking about the captain, and he was like the worst captain of the whole thing. Anyway. Not getting too much into it. China, Illinois on HBO Max is a little bit of weird. China, do I say that again? China, Illinois. China, Illinois. Yeah, it is. It was on when I first saw it. It was on Adult Swim, I believe. It's a cartoon. And it's, yeah, it's like a cartoon. It's an adult cartoon, but it's like very, very weird. Very weird. I'm into weird stuff. You are, man. <laughs> so I, I checked out. I, I ran through like I think it was like five seasons because each episode was like 20 minutes. So I just ran through those. I'm like, ah, okay, but um. You know, what I really got into, because I was like, let me buckle down real quick, crack knuckles. Demon Slayer, the Mugen oh. Train arc, oh. and then I am almost caught up in the District arc. Get it? Man. Nodding like, yeah. I, like I've watched it before. Yeah. yeah. You nodding like, you know you know what he's talking about. <laughs> exactly. You have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Demon Slayer, Slay them demons. You need to watch this. 
All right. You got to start at the beginning, though. I mean, yeah, you got to start at the beginning, but it'll be it'll be a fun treat. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. Jack. I watched Swan Song, which was just phenomenal. I mean, Mahershala Ali is insanely good. Mm. If anyone's looking for just a crazy good acting performance to watch, watch Swan Song. If you have uh, Apple TV, it's great. I mean, great. It's a futuristic setting, but it's modern day-ish. Um, my God, what an incredible performance. I watched Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock. Oh, that was banging. Yeah, it was. It was. And the ending made the whole movie really worth it for me. Mm. Ending was great. I started watching Wheel of Time, which is on Amazon. It's a uh, book series that's kind of fantastical. Game of Thrones, Lord of the yeah. Rings kind of vibe. Um <sighs> To, to be real honest, I was kind of 50-50 on it. There are elements of the thing that I loved that I was like, damn, this content is sick. And then there were elements of the thing that I just could not get behind. I just couldn't understand why certain choices were being made um, cinematically, film-wise, and kind of storytelling-wise. was was hard for me to agree to. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll finish the series or not. I'm probably going to give it a couple more episodes. Um, I watched The Tender Bar. Mm. Good. Actually, that was good content. I mostly watched dramas this week. <laughs> the mean. relationship, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the relationship <laughs> dynamics were nice. The storytelling values were nice. The performances um, were really nice. Comics I picked up. I got my Dark Knight of Steel. Oh, okay. Um, this is cool. episode three, three of 12. It's a limited run. Uh I'm enjoying it. It's starting to get a little more interesting. I like the first issue. I yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's good. So, I, I mean, and they're definitely expanding upon it. I picked up this. Uh, this is Batman One Dark Knight. It's an oversized comic. Which my only problem with oversized comics is, unlike Chris, I don't like to finger my comics. I like to put that shit in a plastic wrapper with a baggie <laughs> and a board on it and just kind of, if I read it, I read it once. Um, so this is an oversized comic. It's from their uh, their black label, and I'm not a hundred percent sure the best way to uh, keep this this buddy safe. Um, but the art is pretty sick. And then the other thing I got is obviously I had to pick up my my peach pickup. This is yeah. Peach's Stormbreaker line. Nice. And yeah, the cover art is just sick, dude. She's sick. I just remembered three things I watched that I forgot to tell you guys. <laughs> Arcane. Oh, you finished banger. it. Finished it. Dude, banger. I'm so sorry I'm so late to the dance. Freaking banger. <laughs> this thing, I wish I finished it in 2021 because it would have been like number three on my top 10 list of watches. Mm. That thing is a banger. Ooh, that's a bull banger. Steampunk. It's, I love the fighting because, you know, everything's martial arts now. But there, they yeah. were just fisticuffs, man. They were just slobber knockers. <laughs> and the girl, like, in a fight, she gets hit in the face. She snot rockets, like, blood out of her nose and gets back into it. So sick. Chris, Batman Soul of the Dragon. Do you watch it finally? It's pretty freaking good. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's the best Batman movie with that had nothing to do with Batman. Oh, my. It was like, it rolled what? the edge of black exploitation, <laughs> yes. but it rolled it nicely. Yes, yes. But Batman had zero consequence in the entire story. I'm like, why did you even put the costume on? Right. You didn't exactly. even have to put the costume on. But it was so much fun. But yo, Chris, I got a question for you, man. 
What's that, Lawrence? What brand of rice does Spider-Man like to eat? What brand of rice does Spider-Man like to eat, Lawrence? Uncle Ben's. Wow. Wow. That went dark. Wow, that's cold-blooded. I appreciate that one. You like that one? <laughs> I like that one. This is a decent one. A little, little darkness right there. I like it. A little it. dark. A little dark. Oh, man. Too, man. He, man. He gets to cry and think about his little uncle every time he eats. Because he's eating Uncle Ben rice. This is all he can afford, too. So he's just eating rice all day. Man. Let's go down the street. Make a right at the corner. Left at the stop sign. And that brings us to the collector's corner. It's we're at the collector's corner. We take something out of our bookshelf, something out of our toy chest, something out of our video game case. We show it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. Oh, I have a two by four signed <laughs> by Hacksaw Jim Duggan himself. Okay. <laughs> I met him at Comic Con. I got paid $20 and it was $20 well spent. Wow. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hall of Fame 2011. Wow! No. Wow! All you right. got to uh, you got to seal that board. Nope, I'm going to finger the board. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> it up, I guess. Since we're talking Star Wars today, I'm showing off my lightsaber. What saber? Ooh! Which lightsaber is that? <laughs> Let's see. Go! You're a Jedi. Nice. Well, actually, this can be just about any color you want. What, that uh, wasn't what, cheap, was it, Jack? Was it cheap? Was this one cheap? No, no it was it, not yeah. cheap. I know it was not Those cheap. Things no. are not cheap at all. No, and I splurged. I got the double, so I could do the Darth Maul. Yes. Oh, all right. Yes. Now the- so this it's got uh, eleven color sets. So I got it on green for right now because why wouldn't I have it on green? Yeah, they're gonna go green, red, or blue. What's the point of some of these other ones? I'm not entirely sure. No, wait, wait, I got questions. I got questions. Ooh, now my go. thing is, your is that a specific? Is that a specific hilt from a character? Are you hearing me what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think this is okay. the hilt that this particular branding company could get away without having copyright infringements. Uh, Another show and and tell item is this. You might be able to make this out behind me. This is a big poster. It's actually not a poster at all. It's a shopping bag. It's a, it's a tote bag that I got from E3 a few years ago with uh, the final fantasy online game. That's sick. Tell us what we're looking at. So you're looking at the cast of Final Fantasy characters, the archetypes you can pick from, the mage. You got the dragoon in the back. You got your tank character on the side, and you got your healer. And they're on one of the uh, classic airships, kind of looking out over the background. Rich, what you got, man? Uh, Man, I got nothing. I got this guy. (laughs) I I picked him because he looks like kind of like a Mandalorian. Um, yeah, Hemorrhage, he is from, he's a pop from Rick and Morty from when they went to that, uh, that alternate world where it was like kind of like Mad Max. And I almost got the whole collection except for Prison Break Rick and Facehugger Rick. Yeah, he has like a bucket on his head, with like a hole cut out for his, for his eyes. Kind of looks like a Mandalorian mask in a way. It does. Um, and he's also wearing, wearing like BDSM outfit. He is. <laughs> Names like hemorrhoids. <laughs> Well, so yeah, that was it. That was, that was that one right there. Nice, man. Nothing special. 
Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, man. Rich. It's a dope ass thing. We talking about? Man, whatever. Anyway, come on. This pop collection's off the walls. Your Literally, pop collection's it's crazy. Everywhere. It is crazy. If I was at a comic book store buying comics, and I did not plan to buy these. I didn't even know they were out, but I saw them, and I had to get them. Bam. Oh, you oh. mother effer. Yeah. Oh, I want I got, them so oh bad. shoot. My invincible, invincible, and Omni-Man action figures. Specifically from the series, but the artwork from the series is just like the comics, same artist. So it's pretty much the action figures. They came out with a line a few years ago, and then I think this is the only other line that came out that's official. So, you, so good. how much did that run you? Together, it's about 50. They sold them together. You can get them separate on some websites, but mostly it's going to be a, a pack of 50. Don't do Amazon. I think they charge like 70 on Amazon. They upcharge mm-hmm. like crazy. But you can get them on um, Entertainment Earth and try uh, BigBadToyStore.com. You can try for those. Or, or the comic book store, Collector's Paradise in um, Woodland Hills, California. Check them out. But uh, Mark Grayson comes with, like, different head sculpts, different hands, as well as a baseball. Because, you know, he throws baseball with his father in the sky. You got Omni-Man, different heads. He also has a catcher's mitt because they play baseball in the sky. That's so it, uh, d- Does Mark also have the mitt? They both have a mitt. And I haven't taken them out yet because I don't know where I'm displaying them. But you're going to open them, though, right? Oh, of course I'm opening them. There we go. I'm so jealous of that pickup. Like in a good way. I want to do it. I know. I know. I know. Collectors Paradise, man. Come on through. I think it's time for some news, baby. It's time for the news. Yo, so a while back, this is not the newest of news, but a while back we talked about how Vin Diesel basically put the rock on blast, saying, Yup, man up, fulfill your destiny. Dwayne, little Fulfill brother. Your destiny. <laughs> yeah, right. Back home where he ain't you doing belong. That. <laughs> yeah, right. This guy lot. just dropped two new flavors of Zoa. What are you talking about? Fulfill did your he, destiny. Did he? Did he with flavors? Something yeah, different. white like peach, which, which he said was named after a former girlfriend of his. Ha ha, wink, wink is what he did. And the other one was some sort of passion fruit punch thing. Oh, got to pick him up. We're not sponsored by Zoa, but we would love to be sponsored by Zoa. So or at Zoa, least hook a brother up with some Zoa. Give us some Zoa. So The Rock responded. He said that Vin and I actually connected not over social media. I told him directly and privately that I would not be returning to their franchise. I was firm yet cordial with my words and said that I would always be supportive to the cast and always root for the franchise to be successful. But there was no chance I would return. I privately spoke with my partners at Universal as well. He goes on to say, Vin's recent public post was an example of his manipulation. I didn't like that he brought up his children in the post, as well as Paul Walker's death. Leave them out of it. We have spoken months ago about this and came to a clear understanding. My goal all along was to end my amazing journey with this incredible Fast and Furious franchise with gratitude and grace. It's unfortunate that this public dialogue has muddled the waters. Regardless, I'm confident in the Fast universe and its ability to consistently deliver for the audience. And I truly wish my former co-stars and crew the best luck and success in the next chapter. Ben Diesel tried to strong arm The Rock using his kids and Paul Walker's death. And The Rock is like, bro. Not only am I not coming back, but this is like the taste you want to leave in people's mouth. 
like the yeah. end of a run. You're embarrassing yourself with these. Yeah. It's just a whole. It's like why? Why would you think you can strong arm them that way? And like we're we're not supposed to know y'all family business. We're not supposed to know y'all beef. Well, like and the that. problem with it is this: The Rock in the public eye is such an outgoing outspoken genuinely caring person that if this becomes a forum for public discussion yo man the rocks fan bases i'm not saying vin diesel ain't vin diesel but the rocks fan base is off the chart who do you think they're gonna side with it's just airing out your dirty laundry man and the only reason he made it public was to manipulate Dwayne. um on to other news i'm sure you guys have seen everywhere say restore the snyder cut restore the Snyder Ugh. Cut, it's everywhere. It's loud. That's because a, a wonderful uh, movie TV reviewer, she's also a, she's an online social media personality, Grace Randolph. She's uncovered something. We don't really tip into rumors here, but she uncovered something. And she's been right before. And basically what started like a lot of this was she said that after Ezra Miller's The Flash, the DCEU is trying to establish a strong restart. They want their Superman to be replaced by Supergirl, played by Sasha Cal, who's playing Supergirl in The Flash. They want Keaton to be back as Batman full-time, working with the Black Canary. And he chooses Batgirl as the new quotation mark Batman. Alas, a new Justice League is born. It's rumor and speculation, but she's been right before and she does have inside connections. But this is kind of what spawned the whole idea that Zack Snyder's version is definitely gone and any remnants of that will be disappeared after Flashpoint. Yeah, I'm reading that right now. Wait, what? I want you to keep going while I was. No, no, we're on the news. We're on the news. Uh, <clears throat> so Rich just showed us that uh, we're recording this as of January. What is it? January 9th. This is January 9th. And Rich just gave us some news that Bob Saget passed away. Wow. Sixty-five. Wow. Uh, yeah, saying that he's not clear the cause of death, but uh, yeah, as of, 60, as of today, he passed at sixty-five. Jeez. Uh, for those unfortunately too young to know who Bob Saget is, uh, he played Danny Tanner on Full House, uh, which is you know this kind of a Mount Rushmore of TV dads. He was one of the only. There wasn't a whole lot of dads during that time on television that were like single dads raising a bunch yeah. of girls needing the help from his best friend and um their uncle who's the brother of his wife who passed on the show so already it was a whole different thing full house uh you know our thoughts and, and prayers are with his loved ones wow man dang he was a quintessential tv dad of our of us growing up right was, was, yeah you know oh, yeah. our our parents generation had you know Leave it to Beaver and those guys, and we had Danny Tanner and Bob Saget. Yeah, man, so. and America's Funniest Home Videos, and and so much more. He's a stand-up comedian. He actually he's a, he's kind of a, a raunchy stand-up comedian. He's way yeah. dirtier than he is, yeah. Yeah. which to me shows just his range and his ability to to uh, customize his art form and his comedy to whatever. So much love to uh, Bob Saget. A couple Sack. big losses this week. Big loss, big loss, big loss, big yeah. loss. This week we also lost, uh, you're listening to this later, but we also lost Betty White this week, as well as um, Sidney Poitier this week. So people pass away every single day and we're not holding a light to anyone. No one's death is more important than someone else's, but we've all had shared experiences with these people 
from one way, shape or form. And that's why it hits hard, because collectively we mourn together when Betty White passes away, because we all kind of grew up on her in some way, shape or form. And same with Bob Saget and same with Sidney Poitier. So that's why it's so dope doing this podcast, man, because you just take the time to just have fun and be with the people you care about. And that's what this is about. So much love to them and their loved ones. Um, Restore the Snyderverse, right? Right. So this rumor has spawned a lot of stuff. What do you guys think about if the rumor is true? Because this also means Henry Cavill is out. Ben Affleck kind of already said he's done, but it kind of cements that he's out. And we have a new Justice League. I can't roll my eyes hard enough. <laughs> I just, you know, it, you know, you know what? It, what's here's what the unfortunate thing about having this particular conversation. It's it's almost an incendiary conversation on some levels because you're looking at choices that, from where I'm standing, look like they're being probably made for political reasons, and this is the trend. And I am in no way, shape, or form insinuating that we shouldn't have more female lead characters not especially superheroes we should and superhero has a place but superhero's place isn't at the head of the justice league where that's superman's place and so i see choices being made that are coming out of just the political climate of the world we're living in right now and i think that that voice needs to be heard and those roles need to be filled and diversification does need to happen um but I don't feel like it happens at the expense of honoring that which kind of is. And I know there's a balance to be found, you know? Just yeah. because something's always been a certain way doesn't mean it's been the right way. And and I and I agree with that too, but I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough. If, if what you said is true, Superman's if, if, out, we got Supergirl. It's a rumor. If, it's, if it's, rumor it's, mill. If. Batman's out, we got Batgirl. Right, um, right. And I'm, we see this, we already see this happening in um, Marvel, right? Yeah. A lot of the but characters are going. They are. But what we're seeing in Marvel is that they're being truer to the content, which yes. I get, which is, which lends more faith. It lends more, I guess, more fan. You feel more comfortable with it. Here, I'm like, I feel like I'm just being force fed the woke agenda. Well, it's, but it also feels like, it also feels like, see, Marvel is doing it right. They're not, they didn't not give us Iron Man fully. We had years of content with right. Iron Man, and now yeah. there's Iron Heart. We had years, but but here's, here's, here's the thing of Marvel Marvel did it right, but they also did it very status quo because yeah. it took them decade, it took them a decade to have a female led superhero movie. Like Marvel's behind the diversity ball, so the reason why it feels effortless oh, they waited so long, it's like no. They just never were interested until like Wonder Woman came out. And then they like, we got to get Captain Marvel going. Well, DC had a Supergirl movie in the 80s. I watched that growing up. Yeah. So so I think for me, I'm cool with the Batgirl kind of stepping into the mantle with, with kind of being the Batman beyond because Affleck's out. You don't want to do this no more. He's done. You but is it lazy to... Listen, I love... You're never going to hear me speak ill of Michael Keaton. But is it lazy to go back and try to reestablish him as our now current Batman? Why is that lazy? I'm asking. Why is not... Why is a, a, a relic from another universe trapped here training up someone... So, but, like, the, but this is, is that, my question. That's dope. Now, but what we're saying... Okay, cool. But now what we're saying is that the world that now exists for our DC content is Tim Burton's. Which, on some level... Well, the world that exists for Spider-Man's content, like Sam Raimi shaped Tom Holland's whole trajectory. A villain from the Sam Raimi movies killed his aunt and, like, changed his life. 
Sam Raimi. Yeah, but the but the interesting about the tone of the Spider-Man movies were all pretty similar, actually. That's why it kind of worked. And I want to see Michael Keaton back as much, if not more, than everybody else. Don't get me wrong. And to see him playing some kind of version of a Batman Beyond, yes, please, sign me up. I'm all about that. And I don't care whether it's Batman Beyond with uh with a Batman, Batgirl, or like 25 of the Robins. I sign me up, I'll watch the content, I'll support that content. I just I don't know. I got mixed feelings about I guess some of the choices that are being made right now feel very political as opposed to what's best for the content. So but isn't isn't it always political? Like it's always political. Yeah, the choices are always and anytime you put a woman or a person of color in a role, it's always a boardroom political decision. I yeah. suppose it depends on how how it's done right like and i guess why i'm i have a red flag about what you've just proposed given its rumor is mm-hmm. i don't know that these characters and this maybe not for lack of trying but i don't know if they've actually been established yet not I mean i think i'm cool i'm actually excited with an older batman from a different universe mentoring batgirl and she yeah. kind of takes the role because ben affleck's done He's done. We have Robert Pattinson over here in this universe. And I don't know. We're not. Let's not recast Affleck for this version of Batman. He's he's done. So this is a natural progression if he's done. Superman, on the other hand, Henry Cavill wants back. He's not done. So like this is the problem. He needs to be back. And not so much Supergirl can't can't take the role, but there's something else going on here that we're not privy to of why they're making the decision to not go with Cavill or not do a Man of Steel 2. It makes me think that they don't know how to tell his story. And it's the problem with some of these overpowered people. And we kind of saw it with Captain Marvel when she rolled up on the scene in the Avenger movie. Well, we, we, we don't like... I enjoyed Man of Steel. You didn't. It's divisive. But one thing they did get right is a superpowered man having struggling with other powered people. They got that part right as far as his power set and making it obstacles. I just think that it didn't do the business they wanted it to do. And right now, Batman is the cash cow. So like everything has to be Batman centered. Even if it's Batgirl, Michael Keaton, it's going to be a DC is Batman's kingdom. Yeah. Well, having, having Michael Keaton back is a massive draw. I mean, it's, it's like cheating, dude. We are not, not going to go watch a movie with Michael Keaton as Batman in any capacity, even if it's for like two minutes. Bro, and we saw Spider-Verse, Spider-Man just did it. There you go. So yeah. I'm down for it. I'm just, I just hate that. If this, if this is true, I hate that we're losing Superman. So let me ask you this. If you want more diversity, there's a lot of fantastic female superheroes you're going to introduce. Why feel the need to pull out your core superheroes and replace them is my, is my argument. Well, Supergirl is a core female superhero. Supergirl is a core female superhero. Why can't we have both of them? You can. Look at how the CW did it, though. The CW did not pick up a new Superman story. They booted a Supergirl. uh, Well, I'm sorry. CBS did, and then EW picked it up. Now, they were not trying to establish a new Superman. They weren't. They were establishing Supergirl. But you kind of can't really... You can't really have a Supergirl content without Superman being present. And so he kept popping in and out. 
because they told the story right. They didn't go, this is a world where there's no Superman. And this is the only, they're like, no, she is his cousin. Yeah. Here's the problem with this, Jack, is that Sasha Cal, if, if this is true, her Supergirl is not Kara Zor-El. We don't know who her Supergirl is because she's from an alternate universe. She's not his cousin. Well, and that's what the whole thing feels like. So if you're not establishing the Snyderverse, which <clears throat> I know this might be controversial, but I got mixed feelings about that damn verse anyways. <laughs> but if you're not dope. establishing the Snyderverse, why are you establishing an Elseworld verse? Because you still haven't just gotten the verse verse. Flashpoint, no, okay. Flashpoint's going to set it up. If, if Flashpoint's going to do what we hope it's going to do, it's going to set up like their, their zero issue. Right. Issue one, it's going to set up their universe. I got no faith. I'm sorry. I am a DC diehard fan above and beyond that of Marvel. I'm a DC head man. I got no faith in them, though, at this point. Now, I'm, I'm, and I'm tired of hearing people say that on Instagram, because guess what? <laughs> DC has been kicking Marvel's butt all over the place. Yes, Marvel has won in the shared universe category. But DC's been killing standalone films since the 80s. Yeah, but they keep yeah. doing the same standalone film since the 80s. Here's Marvel. a Batman. Here's a Superman. Here's a Batman. Hey, Here's another Batman. As long as they Here's gross a in a billion dollars and become critically acclaimed. And I think, that's what cool. are we doing? I <laughs> think DC's, they struggle to find their voice and their kind of, their their direction. And I'm hoping after this flashpoint they can find it. But the voice and direction they want, I don't want to just... Woman watched the entire Justice League, though. You know, mm-hmm. I want to have the risk. I want to have our core. I want to have, you know, you guys remember Justice League Unlimited where they where they introduced the cartoon series. Wait, but don't introduced- but don't you think as a dude that we're sitting here going, remember that cartoon that had all guys and one girl? Remember that was dope. Like don't like like it's it's part of the thing. That's the issue. You know, <laughs> it's like no, we're like. I, we want to make comic books great again. It's like it's all- I'm not I'm not anti female superhero. I'm just anti just even just 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 completely just washing out all our core guys and just replacing with the female counterparts and have a whole all female Justice League. I mean, well, you still got still got Shazam. You still, I mean, they're not. There was a moment in the uh, the Avengers Infinity War where. Actually, I think it was uh, the last Endgame. one, Endgame, Endgame yeah, where sure. we had maybe two minutes at most where it was all the female characters just whooping ass. Mm-hmm. Right. Honest to God, I could have watched an entire movie around those characters and been so stoked about it. And I could have supported the hell out I of that. I thought that was the cheapest excited. moment. I thought that was the cheapest moment in the movie. We got you. It was cheap because it was divisive. No, what it I'm was because is, Marvel didn't care about female-led stories, and then they decided to put all these women together for two minutes. Yeah, but hear like, what I'm you saying. You never cared about their stories. Hear story what I'm saying. Before. I could have watched that movie. Absolutely. In this movie, it felt divisive. It felt spoon-fed. It felt political. I could have watched the two- to three-hour content revolving around those characters effortlessly. So here's, so here's what DC is going. They're going, we don't want to give you two minutes just to ch- do a checkbox. We're actually building a whole movie around these characters. We're building a franchise what? around these characters. It's not a check by here's two minutes of women fighting. We check but here's that my que- here's here's my devil's advocate question. Would I still appreciate that content if it were at the expense of not having Thor, not having Iron Man, not having Captain America? If it was earned, yes. And that's what I'm getting at. You Depending would appreciate on how it. DC does it. 
depends on how built, they respond. If they built a world and a movie around them, you'd appreciate it because they put the time in for the story. It wasn't but are they just, doing that here? I guess they're just starting. They're establishing new. Yeah, and they're trying to win. Like, no one's trying to lose. So they're hoping that it does. <laughs> you I mean, know, we'll they put see. a lot of money into it. And I think that... Oh. But my other oh. question is, does that also mean Gal's out? No. But how do you have... How do you get rid of Ben Affleck? How do you get rid of Henry Cavill? And how do you still have Gal? Bro, Flashpoint. It literally... Is, day, is X-Men Days of Future Past at that turning point you can reestablish your world any way you want it to be all all i know is it worked fantastic for the 2016 ghostbusters so good luck dc oh don't be like that <laughs> oh man ah, and well anyone who used to be fans of anyone, the two brother shot of milk. milk content hope you enjoyed it while it lasts oh man I will have to recant what Chris said and say this is not like 2016 Ghostbusters, Chris, because Batgirl and Supergirl have been around since at least Batgirl the 60s, Supergirl probably the 60s, late 50s. So these aren't just brought in to be replacements. They've been around since before we were born. Yeah, and and y'all better act right as far as that Ghostbuster content is concerned because it is in... The Blu-ray box set. It is in the Blu-ray box set, everybody. So now it's included in the Blu-ray box set. It's no longer a trilogy. It is the Ghostbusters. Wait, 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 wait. Is it just no, downloadable content? It's just downloadable content. Yeah. It is just downloadable content. It will but not still, be in the box you set. You can download that content. <laughs> if you remember. Rich, you about to say something. Well, you about to say something before we move on. No, I was about to, I was about to say, I don't follow, I'm not following the, uh, the DC content like that. But from what I'm gathering from Chris, they're just getting rid of the the, the main characters and replacing them with, with females? Yes and no, because Affleck's Also, out. none of this has been corroborated. It's all rumors. So Affleck's out. He's mm-hmm. done. So we're going to have a new segment here. Time yeah. for the rumors. Time? No, we're not doing rumors. Yeah, be too, no, too much. But Affleck's out. So like they need to forward the Batman story without Batman. You're not going to recast Affleck's Batman. You already got Pattinson's Batman. It's just too many Batman. Cavill is a question mark, but you still have... You still have Aquaman. You still have Shazam. You still have right. Wonder Woman. You still have what whoever Black Adam's bringing. You got Doctor Fate in that movie. You got Hawkman Yo, in that. Can movie. we get Can we get Joaquin Phoenix in? No. To be Come what? Come on, let's do it. To be To be the Joker. Oops. Let's mix it up, man. We're gonna mix it up. Let's Skittles this thing, man. <laughs> so to go forward, Ben Affleck said. In regards to Flashpoint, maybe his favorite scene. It's his favorite scenes in terms of Batman. He hoped they maintained the integrity of what they did because he thought it was great and really interesting. It was really, really satisfying and encouraging. And I thought, wow, I think I have to really figure it out. So basically, he's just basically saying that um, he really enjoyed his time on Flashpoint and his favorite scenes as Batman. He also goes on to say that he really enjoyed working with Zack Snyder in the Justice League. And he did not enjoy working with Joss Whedon. <laughs> On the Justice League, that the energy abusive was the word I heard. It's abusive, very toxic, and and I know he's not saying a lot because a lot. Joss Whedon is known for being kind of a bully, and you have not only a movie star, you have a seasoned actor and director in his own right, and I'm sure that had to be very interesting on set when you have one guy that's kind of a a child, you know, Joss Whedon acting very childish. Um, so I think that, we don't know officially. We weren't on set. No, but we have heard that, you know, Gal Gadot was 
We're getting out of the rumor mill. Basically, it wasn't a great time. Unsure about it? Look at Ray Fisher's claim. Go to his Instagram. You can scroll through. You can find. He says everything. Yeah, he was pretty outspoken. Yes. Well, he's he's the one who opened the door for Affleck even to say something. And also the actresses from Buffy, from Angel, like he made it okay for all to see. Oh man. Yep. And it's not. He's he's just abusive. Like the dude that played Spike and Buffy, like I think he threw him against the wall. I was like, this isn't your show because his character really? is popular. Yo, Joss Whedon's like, he said, what did oh. he say? He said Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, went up to him because Zack Snyder is very collaborative and they were creating his character. And, and as we know from the Snyder cut, the movie is about Cyborg. And he's going to Joss Whedon and he's like, Joss, about these lines, I'm thinking that, you know, X, Y, and Z. And Josh says, I didn't let Robert Downey Jr. change my stuff. You think I'm going to let you change my stuff? And he, like, walks off on him. Damn. And it's like, ooh, bro. The pearls. This is a collaborative effort, and he was here before you. Well, you know <laughs> what they say. Don't meet your heroes. Do not meet your heroes. Um, Cowboy Bebop has a change.org petition, man. Yep. They're trying to get this show revived. As of right now, Probably by the time this airs, they meet their goal. But as of right now, they have 110,000 signatures and their goal is 150,000. I don't know what happens out of 150,000. I don't know if we're sending money with that or not. I don't know how it changes the thing, but we want it back. <laughs> yeah. The question yeah. I posed was who's going to pick it up? Because Netflix normally the one picks up uh, lost I episodes. Mean, I think they're the, yeah, there just wasn't enough viewership around it for how much it costs. It was also plagued by the pandemic. It was plagued by delays. Like it also hit a bit of bad luck too. But unless this petition is like guaranteeing viewership and I want it back, I just don't know how these things really, yeah, really work. Mm. I don't know. I did a petition back what? in middle school. For what? Chicken nuggets to bring brought back? Like what, what are we talking <laughs> No, it, that would have been better. Go ahead, Jack. Tell them what you petitioned. They turned Superman blue around that time in my life. Oh, I went around yeah. the school and I got hundreds of signatures that I sent to DC saying, put my boy back in red and blue. Put his cape back on him. They turned him so, red first. Any of y'all who had trouble with lightning bolt Superman, you can thank this shot of milk <laughs> for restoring the Superverse. Nice. <laughs> what was the story behind that? When they split the different colors like that? Basically, yeah, it was, he died and when he came back to life, he was normal, but then something happened in his powers. There was a fluctuation in that, and he turned into a being of pure energy. He had to wear a containment suit to contain himself. And then the you know, it's the nineties, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's the nineties. Last bit of news: Andrew Garfield did an interview with Variety, basically chronicling his experience playing Spider-Man and being asked to come back. And they they pitched it to him. They said, "Hey, would you like to come back?" This is a story about. What if you came into a universe and met an older version of you and a younger version of you? And what is it like to have to work with your brothers? And he was already sold. And for him, he said it gave him a great deal of closure because unlike Toby's Spider-Man, his Spider-Man really was left open-ended. Like, we don't know how he recovers yeah. from Gwen. We don't know what kind of hero he becomes. The movie ends and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 ends optimistically, but we still don't know, like, how do you really go on from here? And this movie gave Andrew Garfield the closure because he's gone on record. He did a variety one-on-one -on -one with Amy Adams and he basically said, like, that movie broke his heart because he knew what it was supposed to be. He knew what it was supposed to do. And 
a lot of reasons why it didn't come to fruition. So it kind of broke his heart. And the fact that he got to go back and kind of finish this thing out is pretty cool. And, and Jack, you said now there's like, you know, rumors going around, like maybe they'll bring back his Spider-Man. Um, if I had a choice between which Spider-Man universe I want to come back, it's definitely Toby's. <laughs> if I had a choice, but uh, it'd be really cool. It's just cool that, that it's a possibility in any way, shape or form. Bring my man yeah. Andrew back. Yeah, and spo- spoiler alert for anyone who ain't seen the best film that came out in 2001 at this point. <laughs> um, he's phenomenal in the film. The, the yeah. amount of heart mm. and empathy that he brings and the short amount of screen time that he has is, is just phenomenal. Yeah. And go on this. We're going to talk about Spider-Man again. He had to be. Like him and Toby had very specific. Honestly, I'd rather movie. talk about Spider-Man talk about, again. Oh, there talk you about, go. Uh, here we go. Let's here talk about. But like Andrew had to deliver that way because he literally had to complete his whole story. And Toby had a very different job. He had to show you what it looks like for Spider-Man to like finally become the man and the hero he always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Doc Ock at the end says, how are you, Peter? And he says, doing better. And that was a line from Spider-Man 2. It's like, this is what it looks like when you fight the bad guys and you actually win, Peter. And then you had Andrew and it's like, you have more demons than Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's just, it's just a brilliant film. But I really need us to stop being so polite. But before we have a debate, Jack, somebody's wearing some dope stuff. I was going to say, well, one, Lawrence is wearing a dope-ass hoodie today. Look at this Yo, thing. I got my inverse Superman hoodie on. It's red, Ooh. but the S is blue, Is the chest baby. padded? Is that a padded chest? No, that's, that's, that's all. That's me, baby. <laughs> oh, wow. That's all me. My breast meat. Is, that's all me. I feel violated just watching you grope yourself <laughs> there. That's all and me. And Rich has is, Rich is come to sling down, man, considering what we're talking about today. <clears throat> I mean, it's, uh, it's just the... Uh, the Mandalorian, you know, it's no big good. Go. Look, the shirt is though. That's sick though. He's walking with the the, the sunset behind him. Yeah. You know, it it is missing something though. The child. Yeah, Grogu. where the hell's the child in that? Where is he? Wasn't there? He wasn't there. What do you there? got, Christopher? What, what, what do you got? Rocking? I got uh, Avengers mashup T-shirt. Nice. Right. We that's an oldie but a goodie. We like that yeah. one. Yeah. Today I'm rocking my. Uh, anyone recognize uh, it? The cactus. It's the cactus from Final Fantasy. Yeah. It says, uh, it's a funny shirt. It says, Cactus, Cactus University established 1987. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Nice. Anything's better than that Freddy Krueger in a glass jar shirt you had on. I don't even know what that is. I'm sure that'll come back in rotation (laughs) soon enough. (laughs) Good picks, guys. Good. But now it's time to start smiling. Now it's time to get real because now it's time for debate. Let's get ready. So I'm watching Boba Fett and I'm like, man, look at a character that pretty much got the short end of the stick in his run with Return of the Jedi. Like dope armor looks cool and spoiler alert kind of dies pretty quickly. And I'm thinking, how dope allegedly. did they did, allegedly did you just give a spoiler alert from the Hey, just in case anybody has seen Return, I mean, this is just like a a thirty-something-year-old spoiler. It's, alert. Old, it's older than us. It's no big deal. All right, but what a way to redeem a character by bringing him back, giving him a spinoff, or throwing him into a franchise. I want to ask you guys: What character got doo-dooed on? What character's outing, although the character might have been dope or the actor was great, just did not get 
the justice he deserved. How would you bring him back in a spinoff or drop him into a franchise? And who would it be? Should well, I go first? Should I just go first? Yeah, you might as well get yeah, it out of the way. Get the okay. weak one out of the way. Let's get the weak one out the way. So, man, I'm watching this dope movie that's pretty good. It's called The Dark Knight Rises. Pretty good. Pretty good. Amazing actor as the villain. Bane. Tom Hardy. Killing the game. And then at the whole pomp and circumstance, the he broke Batman's back. He He's taken over Gotham and he gets taken out by a bazooka on a bike by Catwoman. Uh-huh. I'm like, that is the lamest way to get rid of it, dude. What a waste. What a fucking waste. Yeah, it was cheap. In my mind, when Flashpoint happens, there's a crack in the universe. And that Bane is plucked out from there. And I'm dropping Tom Hardy's Bane right into Pattinson's world. Yeah, but can we give him a better voice modulator so we can actually Can we stick to my like- answer, Jack? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm dropping... Bane into Robert Pattinson's Batman world. And I think that'll be pretty seamless. It still establishes the universe. And we get to have Bane be Bane because Bane isn't some stooge. He's not a right-hand man. He is tyranny. He is the dictator. He is the guy. So that's my guy that I would love to rebrand, repackage, and reuse somewhere else because he deserves it. That's good. Yeah, and, you know, one. we kind of saw a very similar version of that actually play out with ben, ben Kingsley's Mandarin, right? And they literally did that. They reestablished the actual Mandarin, gave you the backstory, how Kingsley made sense in this right. world. Because the fans were outraged by what was, they'd done. I was outraged. You know, I yeah. never wa- I never went back and watched the, the Iron Man because of that. It was just so ridiculous. But the fact that they redeemed it by literally doing what you're talking about just, uh, was pretty nice. And you're right. Bane is not a stooge. Not He's a not stooge. a henchman. No. He knows how to break Batman mentally and physically. Well, I've got a um, an honorable mention. Mm. And this is my honorable mention is why I have reservations with this whole idea of a Snyderverse. Jimmy Olsen, man. Like, Dude rolls up and literally shoots Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal, in the face with the gun in the first 10 minutes of the movie, and it cost us nothing. For those who don't know, in the recut director's cut of uh, Batman v Superman, it is established that that photographer in the beginning, who's also a CIA operative, is Jimmy Olsen, who gets, like Jack said, shot in the face in the first 10 minutes. And on record... When Snyder was asked about that choice, he said, hey, you know, it's Jimmy Olsen. You know, we can kill a few people. And I, in an instant, I understood why he was the wrong person for this content. Because in, in, he- <laughs> in, Snyder's, in Snyder's defense, Jack, I want you to give me a couple of sentences on why Jimmy Olsen so important. He humanizes Clark. Lois humanizes Clark. Why is Jimmy Olsen important? <laughs> Damn, Mark. <laughs> well... Lawrence is losing my faith today. (laughs) He's important. Anyone who knows the content knows that Jimmy Olsen plays a role in it, right? He plays a role in it. And the role he doesn't play is getting shot in the face in the first 10 minutes. If you don't know how to tell his story, don't put him in the content. But don't waste him. And so Jimmy Olsen actually being embedded into the Superman content is my honorable mention. Put the character in there, do him right, or don't do him at all, you know? Um, cause what a, what a shame, man. What a shame. And it, and it just highlights the fact that. Is it though? 
But like, did we, I was about to say, but we, wasn't it a shame? But did we like Jimmy Olsen? I get it. he's Superman's pal. He's another damsel for Superman to save. But like, what does he actually bring? Like, what does he bring? You ever watched Lois and Clark: New Adventures of Superman? I have. Okay, Olsen's done right in that. Olsen's done right, and suddenly you understand that there's a world outside of just being Superman that actually develops who Superman is and why. Okay. And so you start removing these elements that humanize him. You remove his dad from the equation and you make his Snyder made his dad like this reclusive guy who didn't understand his son's own heartbeat, you know? And so we throw that character. Well, I would honestly, I would redo him too. I go, let freaking Jonathan Jonathan Kent redo the whole man of steel. I would redo the whole movie. I would. I would. We're spending too much time on your honorable mention. You're right. So let me move past it because you you seem to have a problem with it. That's because as you were going, I was thinking like, man, we do need Jimmy. Do we need Jimmy? I'm trying to think like, like here's, but here's moment, my point. Like if you moment. don't, if you don't need Jimmy, you don't trash him. Like this guy has, this guy is this this guy been around forever. Jimmy Olsen's been in the comics, so don't trash him if Someone you don't understand him. Snyder took a character that's been in the background, turn him into a hero that he's no, he that, that he's more relevant in 10 minutes in the Snyder cut than he is in like, he hardly uh, was. He was a footnote on the thing that got, it was a random dude got shot in the face. We just knew who he was. Fair enough. And it what's was, your, he, what's your he, and he didn't get shot being a hero. He got shot in the face. <laughs> hey man, heroes get shot in the face all the time. Take it to the face. People get shot every day, B. <laughs> be all right. I guess my point is you earn it. Anyone who's a storyteller and writes content and creates this kind of content for a living, and Snyder is, and Snyder's a great storyteller. You earn the death of characters, and Jimmy's death wasn't earned. If you're going to kill him off, all right, but then make it make sense. Make it, make it mean something. He was a random-ass dude shown in the first 10 minutes of the movie who got shot in the face that we later were like, wait, that was Jimmy Olsen? It's fair. Well, what do you mean that was Jimmy Olsen? Now, not to spend more time on it. He's so my what's your actual pick? Tessa Thompson and Thor. She uh, she plays the Valkyrie. She's I would getting, love... getting more. Huh? I think she's getting more. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I want more. Give me more. I want to see the Valkyrie. But but you're getting more. I want more. They give it more. <laughs> this is not the assignment, Jack. Yet. It's like a spinoff because... They did it bad. Like she's she did good, and she's getting more. She's still in the MCU. She's she's getting more. Yeah, I want more. <laughs> I don't think you understand. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. She getting a Valkyrie thing, or maybe not a standalone, but I'm sure she's gonna be a part of one of the. She's probably gonna be in Thor. She better be in yeah, Thor. She's gonna be in she Thor. Can't yeah. not be in Thor. So then, what are you creating? I'm Jack saying, just give loves me- Tessa Thompson. I can't blame yeah. you, brother. I can't. Yeah, I can't blame me you. either. But I'm like. She's in it. Yeah, I want more. <laughs> right. We'll take we'll take Jack's honorable mention as his answer. That was a good one. <laughs> and to be fair, it's, yeah, she is in. Uh, she's confirmed in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, she better be. So Jack, you didn't work. <laughs> Don't worry, Jack. She is. No, nah, but I want more. You get more. You're getting more. You're getting more. I think it should be called the Valkyrie, and could I, even be like a prequel. I don't. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. (laughs) I got mine. Chris, what you got? Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader from the 2008 Incredible Hulk. 
I don't know why they dropped that franchise. I don't know why they didn't have a follow for it, but I love the Hulk. Wait, what are you talking about? So remember the guy that was helping Hulk take away the Hulk powers, the the doctor? And the end, when, when he breaks out, you see him laying down, the sub drips on his head, and you see his head start to grow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He becomes yeah. the leader, which is a huge villain for for the Hulk. So mm. I would like to see that. I would like to see the Hulk the Hulk franchise. I would like to see another Hulk movie. And actually that, that guy, bad guy be developed as a as a major villain. That'd be kind of cool. Like he's been yeah. laying, he's been quiet this whole time. And then he just. Wasn't that Tim, Tim Blake Nelson? No, that he was Abomination. No, Abomination was uh, the guy from uh, Reservoir Dogs. His name. Oh, yo, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, that, that it was Tim Blake Nelson. That'd was, be kind of cool. Yeah, Tim Roth was Abomination. <clears throat> right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm with that, and I'm also with another Hulk franchise. I'm, I love Hulk. They'll never yeah. do it though, because they can't figure him outside of a group dynamic. That's not honestly, true. Hulk That's not true. That's not true. You can't. You can't figure him out. I you, didn't say you can't. I Dr. said Jekyll they haven't. I didn't. I wasn't mad at the Edward Norton Hulk, and I think I wasn't the re- either. I like the Edward Norton Hulk. They haven't made Hulk movies because of how long it took to make Spider-Man movies. Hulk is still licensed out to Universal. So if they go and do Hulk franchise movies, they're sharing the pot with Universal. And they don't want to do that. They don't want to have two characters they're double dipping with. Spider-Man just became inevitable. They had to. Hulk is like, we'll just use him here and there because we're not just trying to make your pockets fat. We about to get She-Hulk. Which I wonder how... So maybe Universal only has a license for the Hulk, but not the license for its whole universe. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how most of them, they, they lease the characters out. I mean, yeah. Wesley Snipes literally owned Black Panther for a long time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Right, that would have been a dope movie. Rich, what do you got? Good job, Chris. Um, nice, Chris. I would I would like to see Hamdell. Uh, Heimdall? Heimdall? Heimdall. Yeah. Oh, you, you just love Idris Elba. You just love Idris Elba. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Tell me about this world. So we see Heimdall and he's like looking at the Bifrost and then he goes and gets a, a burrito or something. Talk, he, not like, he, he chats up the vow. First of all, no, because he was out there uh, fighting in the last uh, Thor movie. He okay. died, right? He yeah. did die. He died at the end. Well, yeah, in the, uh, in the ship. But I would like to see some more of that. Him out here, you know, running and gunning or sword play fighting. Where would you put him? him? Like he comes back to him. life or he wasn't dead, but the Bifrost is gone. Like, you know. I want to I wanna make it so that like the Bifrost, like somehow he was able to get away on the Bifrost, but he wasn't able to be seen. I don't know. But where do you drop him? Where do you drop you drop him in uh you bring him to Earth or you bring him to some other planet? No, just bring Savage. him bring him to a bring him to another planet to a, like another planet with sentient life. Um they have their own little problems that he, they what the, the alien race finds him, they nurse him back to health, and they have problems in which they have a big bad that they need to fight or take care of. Or a problem that needs to a big sword for that. Problem. He has a big sword and he has to buy for us. So I got I can help you. Okay. <laughs> Rich understood the assignment, everybody. <laughs> Rich, you know what my next one was? My first one was I was about to say I want to see um it wasn't gonna be uh it was gonna be um Killmonger, but not like a reboot, but like I want to see like his prequel, like from the time he was a child when he found out his father was dead oh. to the time like he got up to, you know, he was gonna do the whole usurping of oh when he was in, when Black he was like in the army and stuff like that. Yeah, all of wow. his missions. Maybe not all of his missions, but like some of the key missions. Was he was, was he fighting like superhuman, you know, 
people or whatever. And That's interesting. I will say, because Killmonger was a great character, fully fleshed out. We can't say he didn't get his due diligence, but he was such a great character that it sucks that he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be game for that. I'll be game for some more Killmonger content. Fun debate, but now it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's time, time for, the for the main event. event. Let me tell you something. I don't know what is going on, but Disney is like, we gonna hit you with content all the time. We're gonna go from Marvel to Star Wars, Star Wars to Marvel, Mando to Hawkeye, Hawkeye to Loki. The book of Boba Fett, man. It picks up pretty much with Boba Fett. Very brief recap. Spoiler alert. Talking the first two episodes. First two episodes of Boba Fett. He come, pretty much he crawls out of the belly of like a, a freaking the Sarlacc pit. Sarlacc pit. He crawls out the belly of that thing. He's alive, badly damaged, and then we kind of go back and forth through time. You see where he is now, which is with um I forget her name. I'm horrible at this. <laughs> What's uh, his right hand? Um, oh, Fennec. Yes, his right hand, and he pretty much has taken Jabba, you know, uh, Jabba the Hutt's place. He's like ruling. This, He's the Daimo. He's the Daimo. Chris, you should do the recap. <laughs> you should do the recap. I'm horrible at this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Star Wars fan. So basically, he's ruling there, and he's ruling a different way. He's ruling with peace. He's ruling with integrity. He's not doing what Jabba did. And then we also go back in time to see, like, how he crawled out the pit and how he pretty much just got mugged by them little things, the little things and hoodies. Yeah. The Jawas. Yeah. The Jawas. Yo, Lawrence really shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't <laughs> be doing this at all. You guys should be doing this recap. The Tuscan Raiders came pretty much put him into slavery and <laughs> he's pretty much there to mine for water. And we go back and forth. Which how easy is it to mine for water? Way easier it is than on Dune, apparently. Yep, what you gotta do is pick up the black melons and that's it. There it is. So then in the present day, he's ruling and pretty much these these guys come to pretty much assassinate him. And it's like, who sent these guys? So he goes to see the mayor and finds the mayor and send them and all that stuff happens. And then in the second episode, we spend more time in the flashback where we learn how he deals with the the raiders and he he learns their ways and he befriends them. He saves one of the, the children pretty much from one of them, a monster, a sand monster. And then <laughs> he helps them. He takes down one of the trains that was like out to like murk them all. And then they give him a staff and that's the end. Very wow. recap. Incredible right. recap, man. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so what they show so he starts off living with the Tuscan Raiders as a prisoner but then once he saves a child's life he starts to learn the ways of the Tuscan Raiders they're training him and the way they fight and because in, in the past we've always seen the Tuscan Raiders as just savages and now we're looking into that now they have a developed society they're civilized and this is showing us that and it kind of hinted towards it in, in uh in the Mandalorian and now it really really kind of develops the Raiders as a race of people um in this show I didn't say that no nah. oh. you said no, no, no. <laughs> the first ep- how the first episode end I didn't do that justice so it ended, Talk, it ended talking right the assassin- there the assassination attempt right yeah and and he, then, thought uh, was, he thought it was uh, the mayor. The mayor, but it turns out it was, um, it they don't know who it was. It was the Huts. It was Huts. So, yes, so the so, Huts came back. So here's okay. what we see. The Huts came back. Yep. This, the, it was the cousin of, of Jabba. You can so tell how huts. impacted I was. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they actually show up. They show up on the, they show up on the, on the you know, on, with the people carrying them and stuff. Yes. Yeah, they so. look tired, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They were struggling. Thank struggling. you for saving this recap, Chris. 
<laughs> I've been watching a lot of Star Wars content. I've been hyped for the series, man. So I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm not. Like, I've seen all the movies, yes. But I'm not really a Star Wars guy. My son is really into Star Wars. He really likes Mandalorian. I really like Mandalorian. I was hyped for Boba Fett. And I'm super excited. I love this series. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I like the flashbacks. I like I like the idea that where we see Mandalorian as we're on a quest to, to, to you know, to find a place for the child, for Grogu. This is different. Boba Fett's return. Boba Fett is like a, a underground, pretty much a mob leader. It's like we have organized crime in the Star Wars verse, in the Star Wars universe, and Boba Fett is Tony Soprano of Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm sure. curious, I'm excited to see how it develops and how it goes. I'm, I'm just loving it. I'm loving it. Rich? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's dope stuff. I wish they kind of went a little bit more into the the Sarlacc, but you know, we still we still got a few more season episodes. So, uh, but yeah, because there's more to that. Because I I'm not, I jumped into a a rabbit hole when Boba Fett came back the last time, and I was like, how how did he come back? Uh, so I started listening to a lot of yeah, I started listening to a lot of YouTube stuff. So you know, hopefully, I'm not going to say anything, but hopefully, they kind of if they touch that, but hopefully they'll they'll touch that on on that and later on in the in the episodes um but yeah man i mean I, i'm loving the whole breakdown of the, the the criminal underground uh there's a whole like way of things supposed to be done like you know like uh, who was it when she said that um he was supposed to be ushered through like carried yeah. through like the twins to show he, that he's he's the, the one in charge and he should have beheaded uh those those twins those guys, the pig guys. Yeah, yeah the pig yeah. guys to show yeah but he wants to, you know, he wants to rule his own way with respect as opposed to fear. So I'm just like, okay, he wants to, you know, do his own little thing. Cool. See how it works out for him right now. He's getting assassinated, assassination attempts. You know, the twins are coming at him like, hey, what are you doing, bro? But, um, yeah, it's, it's looking good. When I saw the twins come around the corner and they come around with their own, uh, their own little Chewbacca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That so, dude so- looks Ass. He yeah. looks like Chewbacca's big cousin. That'll beat so, you for messing with Chewie. Supposedly he was cut from Star Wars A New Hope. Mm. And yeah, he was introduced in the original Star Too Wars. Black. Space racist? Space racism. <laughs> Spacism. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I'm not a Star Wars head at all, if you couldn't tell by my recap. Uh, I enjoy it. I'm very casual with it. And I don't know too much about Boba Fett. And I barely remember... I, I remember Return of the Jedi, but I don't like remember, remember the details of his role in it outside of dying. Um, so going into this series, I was kind of going in like, show me a dope show. I don't have baggage in either direction. And I dug the first episode, man. I, I enjoyed it. I was curious as to uh, as to why he needs that that healing machine, but he didn't need it in the past when he got out of the the monster so i'm like what happened between now and then the second episode was cool i wasn't feeling it as much because since i'm not a star wars guy i'm not a boba fett guy i don't really need to know how you learned how to use a staff like i don't i I don't need the backstory i just kind of i'm cool with just seeing where you are from here and and then figuring out why as we go but i didn't need i don't know what he gained from that maybe i don't know I don't know the character, um, but I thought he, it was cool. He, learned, he, he gained a new skill set. Yeah, except for you never set. see him use it. Right. I mean, hey, it is. Boba yeah. Fett's weapon it's isn't a staff. Early. But if he started using a staff, I wouldn't go, flag on the play. Where'd you learn how to use a staff? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he could use a staff. As a Mandalorian, he'd know how to, he'd know how to he's, he's, you know, he's well-versed in how to fight. Those yeah, like, I, I wouldn't go, I need a backstory on that. 
he earned the respect of the people that saved his life. Jack, I I, I, I wanted to wait because Jack has a very different opinion. Let it rip, sir. Go ahead, Jack. Oh, well, boy. I mean, listen, you guys have already brought up so many of the stuff. You, Chris, you compared him to Tony Soprano. Where? At what point? In this content? Yes. You're watching something I'm not watching. The staff is a great example. Cool. You're showing me all these whack flashbacks with some of the worst stage combat I've ever seen in my life to show me that this guy learns how to use a staff, and yet Boba Fett's weapon's not a staff ever, and we don't see him using it when we come back to the future time. So why are you showing me all this staff shit? I don't understand it. He is such a priss. He's a kingpin, the lord, in charge of stuff. I took over Jabba's territory. Where's that guy? I don't see this guy in this content. And he's a Mandalorian? Cool. I want listen, I dig the Mandalorian. What he takes his helmet off every three seconds. You're a Mandalorian? I heard you take your helmet off every three seconds. But to be fair, the Mandalorian we know from the Mandalorian series, he was raised in the old ways. But right. at the end of this, in the end of season two, when he met the other Mandalorians, they're like, "Yeah, that's not how it is anymore." So the, the Mandalorian that we know is the kind of. But isn't Boba Fett? Fett wouldn't he even raised in the old ways? We don't know. We don't know much no, about he his was, backstory. Yeah, he was raised by. Well, I mean, he was raised by his uh, father. By Jango Fett. Yeah, by Jango Fett, who didn't really raise him too much in the old ways of where they don't, um, where they don't remove their mask unless they're. You know, amongst others behind school. I'm bored with his contents after two episodes. He walks back and forth from the street to the bar where he does the same conversation with the same lady. He goes back to his place. He has the same conversation with people walking up to his chair. You got, okay. I mean, listen, there's money there. Obviously, there's money, but something about it feels cheap to me. And then all these little cameo performances, some of the worst cameos performances I've ever seen. When he doesn't like something, all the flaws are loud. But there are so many flaws. Because you're mad at the under five. You're talking about oh, the Yeah, under but those five under five guys. needed, those under five should have been When you start focusing on the feature, under maybe. fives, then there's a problem. But no, I think, I think what Jack is saying. But like, how bad is the combat in this? It's terrible. It's horrifically bad. Not horrifically bad. It's horrifically bad. Like the even the weapons they're using, these staves, which are a really odd shaped thing. If you're gonna use an odd shaped staff, then you gotta have a really specific movement set. And they kind of hint that there is one, but it sure as shit ain't practical. And when you watch them like attacking, they're hitting here's here's bad stage combat 101. When the weapons only ever hit in front of the body. You know what would happen if you didn't block that? Nothing, because he ain't trying to hit you. If I don't block, that thing should hit me. This is bad mm-hmm. combat. All over mm-hmm. the place, bad combat. And the assassins come in to kill people, and they're running around, bad combat. Like, not mm-hmm. one single drop of choreography was like, yo, man, this is sick content. And then the writing's kind of lazy and cheap, and we're in the future, and then we flash back to the flashback, but the flashback facts aren't really enhancing the future story so they're not no, giving me information so that i let, care about let me just jump up to the flashback thing. i think because boba fett was such a popular character with so so little description i think a lot of the fans want to know what happened to him how did he get out of the sarlacc pit how did you know what how did he survive and i mean we really don't know how much time has passed so he may need that you know he may need the thing because there's still a lot of his backstory that needs to be explained we need to understand 
you know what sometimes the worst thing to do with mystery is tell, tell. shine a light on it yeah. and kill all the mystery by creating something that is not more advantageous than your imagination in the first place and that's what know. this content kind of uh, feels like to me I, I don't know about that i think that if you have a character who got out of a sarlacc pit and you didn't show why and it's a tv series people have a major problem with that mm-hmm. and they had to they had to make a present time because they established him with the mandalorians so they couldn't like have his story start before that because then we'd also have issues with that so it's like how do you not how do you not show that like he's been dead it'd be cheap if they didn't flashbacks are hard man and when you base an entire the entire content after flashbacks like flashbacks and dream sequences are typically the thing that as a screenwriter and a writer you're often advised to Avoid it at all cost if you can. And this whole series seems to be hinging off of this idea that these flashbacks really need to pay dividends when we come back to where we are. But we don't know how long the flashbacks are going to last. You know, we're, we're in uh, hope, two. That hope think, they don't last much longer. Except for he's got to get his armor back, which was. He does, well, no, we, no, we see that Mandalorian. Mandalorian yeah, gets his okay. armor back. Yeah, he right. takes it from Josh Dumal in in Mandalorian, and he gives it back to Boba Fett because he remember because that was a big thing when we saw it. Everyone was like, "Oh shoot, it's Boba Fett, Mandalorian!" No, it wasn't. He just got it back. The guy just bought it off, off the Jawa. Right. So we know how he got. We know how he gets his armor back. So what's going to happen to the point where he's going to break off from the Tusken Raiders and he's going to hook up with Fennec, and then that's when it bring it brings us up to modern. It brings us up to up, up to speed, and then yeah. we can skip over that whole part where because you know, we all saw that Mandalorian, and now we can just jump into him being this this crime lord. And but let me say this. Here's my here's my issue with with the way this feels like Boba Fett to me is this intergalactic bounty hunter. And I want to see that content. That's the content I'm excited for. Boba Fett. That's Mandalorian. Yes. That's <laughs> to me, this version of Boba Fett feels like the reboot of Final Fantasy where we're going to spend the entire length of this content in Midgar and never get to exploring the world but and these characters in it. But he's not a bounty hunter here. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a bounty hunter. So like he wants to be the, the king, the king. Yeah, and I'm glad he's not a bounty hunter because we have the story in Mandalorian. You know, All right. I feel so like if, if Boba Fett's gonna be the kingpin, I don't know. I just feel like we're gonna go six to ten episodes down the road, and he's gonna go from the chair to the bar area to the outside where he has an altercation. He's gonna go back to the chair to the bar area, and in between those three locations. Or four locations, if he goes talks to the mayor every once in a while, those four locations is going to be intercut with some flashback scene that does nothing for the story. And I hope, listen, I hope to God that isn't this content. I hope it isn't what it turns into. Well, I don't think there's going to be much planet hopping because he's trying to be the the, the crime lord of Tatooine. So, cool. I never felt like I never felt like Daredevil had a deficit of space or location. You know, I feel like in two episodes, I've seen pretty much all the sets I'm going to see. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) listen, I hope I'm wrong. I I feel like I don't like I'm not like I'm not I have no skin in the game when it comes to this. Like I said, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I do think, Jack, that you are coming. You're being hard on this. You're being hard on this. It was two episodes Reestablishing a character that most people haven't seen since the 1970s. Yeah, but I'm basing it off of, here's how it hit me. It felt like the writing felt bland. It wasn't compelling to me. I wasn't like 
edge of my seat, ready to see what was going to happen and how the people were going to no, respond to things that were happening. I, I agree. I, Star Wars is an action series. It just is. And when you have an action series that has bad action, what's the series? But you did the train. The train scene was dope. When they took the train over, you think that was cool? Yes. Yeah. The tra- that was maybe the best part in the thing. Cool. Yes. Cool. Being hard on this, Jack. No, but I will really, agree. I mean, it has as much action as anything else. Like, there's nothing about this series that I think falters nor succeeds in a major way. I think the issue is if you find a character you can get behind, believe in, and you know what they want, then it makes everything else work. And without mm-hmm. that, you see the mess. And and I, for me, I don't know what Boba Fett wants or needs. Why do you need to to rule? What well, do I'll you? I'll tell you want? what. So he he worked for Jabba. He worked for Jabba, and now he's taking Jabba's place. He's what does he need? Why? 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 Because it's the next evolution in his. No, his, that's not enough. We, we need to know why. In Mandalorian, we saw a loner fall in love with this kid, and we knew why. So yeah. everything else from that point on, we got it. We're yes. with you. We, uh, WandaVision, you're in grief because you lost. So even though this stuff is crazy, we know why you're yeah. doing it. And you, want, you really want that hook in your first episode. Without no your why, yet. it's hard to get behind the set pieces because well, it's television, man. The action is going to be all over the place. I, it's not going to be I'm going to say it like this. I think it's because, in the best way I could, I could describe it, is he is the, the middle-class worker, and now he sees a vacuum in which he can fill to be the boss. Ooh, but why? Good, why good, is that? Good why, energy, is that why wouldn't you want to be on top? But why do you? Some people you are. Wouldn't you? Put a, you put a big target on your. There are but reasons some, why you might not want. He always has a target on his back. But He's some, used to having a target on his back. Some people are cool with picking up the armor and being bounty hunters. Some people are cool with putting on the armor, finding a remote land somewhere, and and just keeping to yourself. I'm retired. And some people are cool with being a boss of a territory. Within all those people, we need to know your why. Because without your why, we don't have a story to hang on. You think we'll get that? Prediction? We might get it. We got, we, got a, we got like, what, four more episodes? But usually that's something you get in the beginning. Like from the beginning, I'll say Mandalorian. There was a moment he had with the kid yep. where you're like, holy crap, you're done, yep. dude. You're done. This loner is done. And we yep. all know it. Even if you don't know it, we know it. And the why was established. I would have been cool with the backstory if him wanting to be boss is he had an urge to protect these people. And we saw that established with the Raiders, with the kid that he saved from the monster. Then I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see, but that wasn't heavily established. So without your why, I feel like you start seeing the things that don't work as well. What I need is why is it important for you to sit on this throne? And why is it worth the bloodshed that you're about to encounter? I guess guess that's the question. I couldn't honestly tell you what I think it, this is about yet. Yep. I mean, I get what it's about, but I don't know. I don't know why I'm watching it. Why? Why? I don't say why do you need such an explanation to be the HMIC, the head Mandalorian because, challenge? Because, because I need to know why Spider Man puts on the, a costume and saves people. He can't. Just the selling factor for me, it can't just be IP. It's Boba Fett. That's not cool enough. Like he was cool because he was mysterious. Now you're taking the mystery out. You need to make him compelling. Now I need to know, Chris. I know why Tony Soprano sits in that seat. Episode one, almost 10 minutes in, why he sits in that seat. They don't spoon feed it, but you know why. You know he has to protect his family, his crew, but also to protect that chair. He's the guy. And they all treat him like he's the guy. Here in Mandalorian, Boba Fett's not the guy. 
He's replacing the guy. And he's being treated like he replaced the guy. Right. So why do you want to be the guy? Why is it important for you to have to to change the way things are done here? What it what and and this might already be in Star Wars lore somewhere, but for a non-Star Wars guy, sorry, I didn't read that book. I remember Return of Jedi. I yeah, I watched Mandalorian, but I remember all the details. (laughs) Episode one, give it to me. Why is it worth almost being assassinated to sit in this chair? And that I feel like has to be spelled out a little well, bit. And what's the hook that that makes? Listen, I was hooked on Mandalorian, I, and I I like the Lone Wolf and Cub stories, you know. Um, and it was clear what the story was about, and it still had the mystique of Star Wars, and it had the mystique of you know this culture that I didn't understand and wanted to understand, and you know some of that stuff is in the uh, the video games. Like you get a pick whether you want to be a Jedi or a bounty hunter or whatever the case is. And those games are awesome. So we're looking at these subsets of the culture with this content. We're not just dealing with Star Wars is so predominantly known for the Jedis. We're dealing with the other subsets. We're dealing with the mercenaries. We're dealing with the bounty hunters. And, um, you know, Mandalorian does go into that. But here's a, a really good example to further push that content. And the content is there. It's there in the movies. It's there in the cartoons. It's there in the video games. And um, I don't know. I guess I'm waiting for this to make sense because I think they're banking it a lot off of people are Star Wars people and understand these stories. So for me, I honestly don't remember how ruthless Jabba the Hutt was. I don't remember it enough to see how Boba's different. It doesn't impact me. Like I get that he's different because you're telling me he's different, but I don't remember Jabba's ruthlessness. I don't remember that. That movie came out in like 1978. And I didn't, last time I saw it, I was a kid. So you're banking me to be fully aware of everything that came before this to make this make sense. And it's not going to hit unless you are like, you know, I know Star Wars diehard that are like, we love Boba Fett because Jabba the Hutt would have done this or that. They, They know that. The, the, this content, similar to Marvel, demands you to come with your homework intact. It does. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely does. Yeah. That's, without, that's without a doubt. It does because with a lot of these series, if if you don't if you don't watch it, you are completely completely lost. You have no idea what's going. on. And, and I'll say for Marvel, it's never fair, but it's okay because still the movies are within the two thousands. It's like you need me to go back to nineteen seventy eight. I got to rewatch Return of the Jedi to fully understand. I wasn't even born. Yeah. And um, a lot of the stuff too is based on on the the the, the ancillary the supporting stuff, the books and stuff like that where yeah. they explain stuff. And it's like it, it, you know, it really you you're right about that. And I agree with you about that. Like there's a lot that you have to a lot of research that you have to do to understand what's and going I'm, on. I'm cool with that. If this is made for specifically that group of people and Disney has the bucks to go, no, this is for our niche audience. This is for the people that understand. We don't have time to explain it to you non-Star Wars people. Then I'm like, cool, that's not for me. But if it is for me, then I need the basics. And I did enjoy it, especially I did enjoy episode one. I liked it. I was interested to see where it's going, but I didn't fall in love with Boba Fett as a person. Like, I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. It didn't, as Jack said, it didn't hook me to go. I got to go on this journey with you. But I'm I'm down for it because I did enjoy the first episode. The second episode, I just didn't need, I didn't need, to, I didn't need the flashback. <laughs> Um, and you um, almost never do. That's why flashbacks and dream sequences are, they well, really got to push the content forward. You're going to keep the, going. The flashback would have been, I would have been cool with the flashback if it did what Rich wanted it to do, which is really show us how he survived that thing. 
<laughs> like, how I think did they you? will. I think but, they will. I think they're going to, but they're 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 taking their time. I would say episode three is too late. Like, if I'm yeah. a character that died, and isn't he years already ago, out of the pit? He's already out. So I mean, he was out in the first five minutes. He was out. He pulled himself out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm watching it. I'm digging it. Like, um, actually, wasn't that hard getting out of the pit? <laughs> it was we, literally, well, was, we don't know how long he was in the pit of, in the pit for. But they're not going to go back to a flashback within the flashback to put him back in the belly of the pit. He's oh, out. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> brothers, he's out. He's back. out of the pit. In he's the war, he was in the, the, he was in the pit for a while before he got out. And because when, when, once you're in the pit, like you're, if you don't die by being impaled by the, by the teeth, you're pretty much being slowly digested. So you for, can't be in there that long. No, no, no. You can be in there long. I mean, the reason that he's in, that he survived as long as he did because of the protection of his suit. His suit has his own life support and stuff like that. If you don't have that, then you know you will be you'll be dead. But it it takes it takes a it takes years from what I understand for you to be digested by the snarl. So he was in that snarl pit. Life. He was in that 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 belly for probably years. Is what you're telling me? Maybe no. we don't know. Maybe that's probably yeah, why you know, he needs that. He needs that 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 like iron lung thing that he's in. But he doesn't need it. But he doesn't in the flashbacks. Raiders. Yeah, he's with the Raiders. So how, something happened to him between the Raiders and present time. Well, makes his him... skin complexion cleared up. That's one thing. Well, um, so Jack, you're kind of lukewarm on it. No, Listen, you're not lukewarm on it. If you I'm being like honest, it. I'd be okay not having to review the rest of this content. Wow. <laughs> Chris thinks this is a banger. I love it. <laughs> hey, I'm enjoying it. Chris is enjoying, I am enjoying it. it. And for me, it's like, I got Disney Plus. I like Mandalorian. Sure. It's cool. I'm fine. Let's see where it goes. Jack, keep an open mind. I'm not, you're, the stuff you're saying is valid, but let's see where it goes. All right. Well, I mean, if you really want to talk about it, we need minimal space, sci-fi technology where we got blasters and whatnot, and they're using melee weapons. Come on. Come on. Let's really talk about it right now. <laughs> melee weapons in the future. That, and, and not very effective ones either. No, it's got a sharp point at the end. <laughs> What's the purpose <laughs> of the ball? <laughs> Uh, you know, I can do, I'm going to shove, I'm, I'm going to put a lizard up your nose. You're going to find me a tree branch. I'm going to carve it into a weird shape. And then that's that your weapon. Was a you're part of the team. Jack. That no, was a that would have been a pilgrimage if he was walking with that freaking rod the whole time we saw him. <laughs> but no, the pilgrimage was the, 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 the quest, the rod, the, then the stick was in the, the present time. He should have had no, but that, that montage something like of that. Making the, I'm sorry. This is why the content is bad to me. The montage of him making the weapon. It wasn't like the smith of the group made this weapon out of the thing he found and he, you know, aided in the making of it. It's literally the guy would carve two things and then pass the thing to Boba and Boba would go and he'd look at him. Am I doing it good? <laughs> he'd do a couple you're more. Nit, you're he'd look at him. You're he did this 25,000 exactly. times in the course. He'd do a What they were doing was 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 solidifying the fact that the the Tuscan Raiders were more culture than what we were yes. led to believe. They weren't just a bunch of savages just shooting at anything that went flying across the sands. Okay, but then here's 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 what I would have liked to have seen. And you can't tell me that they couldn't have done some version of this. Like that weapon could have been so awesome for their culture and their people and the way it's made. You what you ever watch how a Japanese katana is forged in flames and the steel is folded 2,000 times. Bruh. They they put a metal rod are? into a metal thing and somehow pretended that the metal melted to the, the Do wood. Do you see somehow? where they are? No. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're in the middle of a desert. 
What right. do you think feudal Japan is in the 1500s? I'm talking about the level of artistry and craftsmanship. Now, if th- th- these guys are like Mad Max, you know, but then yes. let it be that. But somehow they were like, hey, we're going to make this. Be- you're going to, I'm going to put up. <laughs> you're nitpicking. Flag no, I'm not. I'm talking about the content we They took watched. a metal rod. They took a piece of a tree, carved it up, and stuck a spear at the end of it. Like, I don't, what's, what's the problem? I don't see what the problem is with that one, Jack. Why they put it in the fire at all? Because the end, because it has to be hardened. They hardened the point. They 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 crafted the point at the end of it. Ah, uh, because I didn't see any of that. I didn't see them banging metal with something to like forge a thing. Did you? I saw need them it? have a metal rod that they did put you, in a metal did, thing. Wait, did you for need some it? That does something. Did you need it? Did you need it to be so specific? You can make it yourself. I'm did sorry. You yes. It? Here's why. <laughs> did you need you it yourself. Hold up. Pause. <laughs> Hang on. Step, step the product. Instructions. The product is the details and this content is not being detail oriented no jack that's that's, the product is the lackluster was not about making a spear the scene was basically saying you're one of us it was about him being inducted into the tribe yes right. well i didn't see that either no that was there <laughs> that was no that was there <laughs> sorry we're well, we not looking at this that Back was we're just watching it so angry that's why that was there like the whole episode was that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny how the whole episode was about one thing that seemed to not be monumental at all by the end of it. Well, we don't know that. And and how lame was it when he walked out, <laughs> flapped his hood open? I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Are you like, kidding? Every shot. Are you, are you kidding cheap. me? You're mad at the way his hood opened up. No, I'm mad that he. I'm mad that he had the hood up at all. That's how they he dressed walked him, out man. with the hood just so they could have a shot of him like unveiling his face that we've seen him thirty times. You're nitpicking. Dude, content was lame. You're nitpicking. I wanted to like it. It was just You're nitpicking. Lame. Once you start talking about shoelaces and stuff. Jack, like, what are you speaking of shoelaces, <laughs> did you see the boots they were? So I think that's all we got for the book of Boba. Uh, we'll see if we come back to it again later. But I'm definitely going to keep watching it. Uh, we have to. We have to finish it. We they have to finish reviewing no, it? No, yeah, we have to. <laughs> we have to. I don't care what Jack says. We have to. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Jack, it's, he said it. He said it. He said it. Yeah. Well, let's not do it in segments. Let's just, like, uh, down <laughs> the whole rest of it. In one just pass. rip the Band-Aid off? Just rip the okay. Band-Aid off. Wait till it's concluded. We'll come back to it. Uh, I agree with that. I'm done right. with that. I think it's time for some recommendations. Recommendations. So, I picked some other great spinoffs that started with uh, TV shows. Now, number five, I've mentioned this multiple times in the show, but the real Ghostbusters. If you watch the very first episode, it picks up exactly where Ghostbusters 1 ended. So, I thought it was a great spinoff. And what's interesting about it is a lot of the lore we got from Afterlife actually came from the... From the from the from the cartoon, and not from the TV show, hmm. uh, not from the movies. Yeah. Um, number four I have is Buffy. Um, Buffy was a was a like a so so movie, but a fantastic TV series. Dope. Yep. Number three I can't mention. We can't talk about Boba Fett. We're talking about Mandalorian. Mandalorian was an awesome spinoff. Maybe for Jack better than Boba Fett, but maybe uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe. Well, there's actually a story in that one. Yeah. Oh. Number two, I haven't watched it, but it has it's been critically acclaimed is Fargo, which picks up um, where the I think it, it's it reprise of the characters from the movie reprise their reprise their roles, 
and it's supposed to be really, really good. And then number one, I haven't yet to watch it, but I know it's a, a favorite amongst us here at Three Brothers Shot of Milk, Cobra Kai. Which, yo, oh. yo. So oh. you know, you know what's funny about his list is the last three things he didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's true. But it still holds up. It's spinoffs from movies. So it, it follows the theme. So those And are I forgot to tell y'all in the beginning that I finished the latest season of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai's a freaking banger. Yeah. If y'all ain't watching Cobra Kai, in the words of Rich, what are you doing with your life? Cobra Kai is it's how it's nostalgia done right. Watch Cobra Kai. Do yourself a favor. Treat yourself better. I think. <laughs> but what a wonderful talk, guys. Wonderful talk. Always fun. You can catch that free brothers and a shot of milk on Instagram and Facebook. Friday review. Download. Follow us, man. Like, be part of this community. We love talking about this stuff. We'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Busting makes me feel good. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>